I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. An Erios production. Hello. Hi, everyone. I'm sitting here in um, my tie-dye sweatsuit that I love so much, and I'm really excited to share today's episode. I'm talking to a songwriter, a songwriter of pop music, who's worked with the likes of Troy Sivan, Ben Platt, Louis Tomlinson. You guys, it's major. It's major. This is a process that I am fascinated by, and that is songwriting. And more than that, songwriting for pop stars. Like, what is that process like? And there's and there are a few different ways that it can happen. One, you're in the room with the pop star and you're like, tell me about your life. How do you feel? What's going on with you? What do you want to write about? And then also just writing a song, sending it to your publisher. And then the publisher tries to move it up the ranks and you don't know what's going to happen with it. It's a very exciting process. I, I, I'm, I'm very excited that I had this conversation. Guys, can you tell I'm trying to be excited about life? But I am excited about life. I feel like we're moving, we're moving in a good direction. And we're moving in a good direction. More to say about this. But first, I just want you to know the name of who I'm speaking to today. I'm talking to Jesse Thomas. God, I loved this conversation. As a solo artist herself, she's known as Tomboy. And her music is amazing. Go to Apple Music and Spotify. That's where you can find Jesse's music as Tomboy. And this conversation was killer. She moved to Tulum. And so you can hear she's sitting outside during the interview. And I feel like you guys will be able to tell, you'll be able to feel the um the jungle, the jungle vibes while we're having this conversation. It was great. Uh, really enjoyed it. And I learned so much from this conversation. Brittany, as a writer herself, I did a few episodes on Brittany as, as a writer, the songs that Brittany has a writing credit on to try to, you know, get a better understanding of my my best friend who I've never met. Well, I met, we all know, very briefly, but it's not like a, you know, a real, it was a meet cute. It was technically at a meet and greet, but the song that stands out for me the most where I'm like, okay, this was Britney, the songwriter, is Every Time. I believe it's her biggest hit out of any song she has a writing credit on. And it's her most personal song. I feel like it comes from this very, very poignant moment in Britney's life. You know, guys, I think that the breakup with Justin and that year when her aunt passed away, I believe it was her aunt who passed away and that her parents were officially splitting up during this time and then the breakup with Justin. I think it just, I think it, it it's, it's what changed everything. It like, 
it was the we were on one track with Britney and that that moment was just like and then we went in a different direction. I feel like, you know, you know, when it's like written in the stars, it was like the stars were like, whoa, this was written up here. Now we're going in this direction. I also want to talk about this. Are you guys starting to have conversations with your friends where you're like, whoa, what the fuck did we go through last year? Because I'm starting to have those conversations and scratching the surface. And, and, you know, I was driving down the highway last week and I literally shook and I was like, oh God, I used to wash my groceries. That was a weird month. And then there's so many other examples of that. Like, God, I was afraid to get the mail. That was a weird week. So I just want y'all to know that I love us. That's what I'm trying to say. I love I love us, you guys. And just wrap your arms around yourself and and just say we're going to be okay. That was okay that things got weird. You know, that was that that's okay. That's okay cuz we we did our best and here we are coming out on the other side. And just be gentle with with yourself. You know, during this time just just be gentle. Just be like that was weird. Now I'm going to go, you know, like eat a croissant. I'm going to, okay, that that was weird. Why don't I just go for a little walk outside? That's what I'm going to do. So I just, I feel like same thing with Brittany. Brittany had a weird year. Imagine, just like guys, can you imagine being Brittany? Obviously she's been in the freaking pandemic as well. And then she's going through all this stuff in court. And then the freaking doc comes out. Yeah, I bet she did cry for two fucking weeks. So everybody who's like, that's to paint her in a bad light. Guys, it's not. The bitch needed to cry. Jesus Christ. I don't know about you, but I've had a couple weeks where I cried <laughs> like every day. Because this is a lot. Let's just normalize it. It makes sense. Of course she cried for two weeks. Why is that a bad thing? It's like when people are like, oh, God, she's crying. Oh, so then it can't be real. It's like, well, it's like, yeah, she cried for two weeks. And then you know what else she did during those same two weeks? She also laughed every day. And she got on her weird little treadmill. And she, and she lifted her tiny little weird weights. And she like FaceTimed with her boyfriend if she wasn't allowed to see him because of quarantines, which is another thing she talked about on her Instagram. You know what I mean? She's just like everybody else. She's like everybody else. And she's at the same time like no one who's ever walked the face of this planet. Both things can be true. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like I'm doing great. And I also feel uh, feel jitsy at the same time, you know, good and bad and everything in between. I'm just vibing, guys. I'm just vibing today. Listen, I love each and every one of you. We're doing great, you guys. I am excited for summer. I got a jumpsuit just for this summer. I was like, I'm going to get myself a spray tan. I'm going to wear this jumpsuit to to everywhere I'm invited to. Everywhere I'm invited to, I'm going to wear this jumpsuit. And it's going to be my summer 2021 re-entering the world jumpsuit. I can't wait for it. Don't worry. It's not orange. Um, I, I'm, I'm not going to go to jail. I'm not going to be committed. It's not going to be white. It's not a straight <laughs> jacket. <laughs> oh, gosh. I'm just so proud of each and every one of us, Brittany included. So, you guys, let's get into it. Oh, really quick. Guys, I might be sounding loopy because I also injured my my back. I went too hard on the Peloton, went too hard on it, and I couldn't move. And so I went back to see Dr. Ron, my chiropractor, who truly is one of my best friends. And I didn't see him for over a year, and I really missed him. I love him. He's like a character from like a USA show. You know, is that where they say characters wanted? All the USA shows... Those characters crack me up. Is that characters wanted? Anyways, I feel like Dr. Ron is from one of those shows. And he always looks like he just got back from Italy. And he is super Italian. And he's just a, he just loves life. So anyways, he cracked my back. He got me back on track. Yeah, my back has been killing me. And it got me thinking of another person I miss. But I can't go back to see because I'm not like fully injured. I don't need physical therapy. But that, that's my physical therapist, Melody. And I miss her. 
I miss all, I, I, I miss my physical therapy location. It, that place, God, I just loved everybody. I love, because I would socialize. I'd ask everybody how they're doing, what's going on. And my husband recently injured his shoulder. <laughs> We're doing great, you guys. But I was like, you have to go to where I went for physical therapy. So he started going there. And I get so jealous that he gets to see Melody when he goes. Oh, all right. Without further ado, here's my conversation with Jesse Thomas about the process of writing songs for pop stars. I woke up pissed off today And lately everyone feels fake Somewhere I lost a piece of me Smoking cigarettes on balconies But I can't do this alone Sometimes I just need a light If I call you on the phone Need you on the other side So when your tears roll down Jesse, thank you so much for doing this and talking to me about something that I, uh, it's my dream to be able to write songs. And I've, I've given it a go a few times. Can you tell us a little bit about where you're from and your career? And I know that you are a musician and you write music for yourself and then you work with artists as well. I moved to LA to actually be an actor like 12 years ago maybe longer at this point. And um, I happened, or my girlfriend at the time was a musician and she lived back in Kentucky where I'm from. And because, because she was always playing music and stuff, I kind of was playing music as well at the time as, as a hobby. And when I moved to LA, this was like the easiest way to share music files was actually on MySpace because you could just post them and then send a link or whatever, rather than sending huge files. So I was sending music like to her back and forth, kind of trying to help her write songs and stuff. I'd never really done that. I think I just was doing it then because I was like trying to low key tell her, talk to her through my songs. Like you should hear this cool song. And it's like about like how long distance relationships suck or something. And um, (laughs) anyway, so somebody heard my song that I wrote on MySpace, this producer guy. And hit me up and told me he thinks I have a cool voice and stuff. So he was like, we should work together. And maybe, you know, maybe you could try music. And I was, I'd only been in LA for six months. So I was kind of like open, even though I really wanted to be an actor. I was kind of like, well, this would be cool. Like I never knew I could be like a full, full blown rock star, you know? So I took him up on it, started practicing a lot more and, visiting him in the studio and and I just like you thought that was the coolest job you could possibly have so I just I'd never really even been a musician before I dabbled in guitar my dad was a musician growing up um, cover band but I just kind of was like yeah romanticized by the whole idea of it and started working real hard with this guy and I ended up pursuing an artist career with that guy for about eight or nine years until it just kind of faded out even though I had you know that's a whole nother segment you know I could go in on that but I um once my artist career was kind of plateauing and I was getting you know it's the hard the older you get it's harder to be a rock star obviously so I I think I just decided at one point to try to switch to songwriting because it seemed like a, a more viable option for me and I didn't know what to do being like putting all those years in a musician like how do you change careers so I just started writing songs for other people really intentionally. And that kind of parlayed my way into like meeting a few new people outside of like me pursuing artistry. I was meeting like the publishing people, which is like the songwriting segment of the music industry. And I just kind of, yeah, just kind of started over on pursuing that. And a couple years later, I was able to finesse a publishing deal with Warner Chapel, which is a publishing company that it's kind of like a, it would be, similar to an acting agent who helps them find work and takes a percent it's kind of like that's what a publisher does they they find you work and and help facilitate your songs and stuff yeah i've just been doing that for like now like four or five years professionally 
and I just write songs from any genre to pop to R&B to country to rap I mean as long as it's can make money my publishers down and that's really it's really fun because sometimes like I said I can write a really dumb silly song that like really you know when you're goofing around with your friends like you just want to be silly you can write a stupid song or I could write something that you want people to just like cry over in like the same week you know so it's it's really cool it's a it's a cool job this is kind of reminding me of um, the Joni Mitchell song, You Turn Me On Like a Radio. And the story behind that song is that uh, that David Geffen wanted her to write a hit. He was like, you write too many things that are just, you know, too, too, uh, you know, out there. Just we need a hit. Write a hit. And she was like, oh, write a hit. You just want me to write a hit. And then she was like, how about a song that's called You Turn Me On Like a Radio? And it's a great song. <laughs> so she did it. Genius. Um, She's genius. You know, who else did that, that was um, Sarah Bareilles. And she said her label was telling her that she needs to write happier stuff, happy, positive hits. And then she wrote love song and it goes, I'm not going to write you a love song because you ask for it because you need. <laughs> ah, yes, That's the yes. same. That's the, it's the big F you to her publisher end up being one of her biggest songs, maybe her biggest, probably not her biggest, but up there. And uh, yeah, I love that. I've tried to write that song again for other artists. I don't remember who, but I've tried to write that before. Like, I don't want to do what you, it's literally, it's such a classic story for artists these days. They all get told by their publishers to stop being so weird. And it's like, that's cool. We're just all pushing people in to not be authentic. It's like such a weird, um, that's why music sounds the way it does. And we wonder why, you know, publishers since Joni Mitchell have been telling artists to be more basic. It's just so stupid. I know that you've written for people like, Louis or written with Louis Tomlinson, Ben Platt. uh, And in the pop world, you know, sometimes people can kind of write them off as basic or uh, inauthentic. But that that actually, to me, I really connect with pop music. Pop music is in a lot of ways not to just make it sound so casual, but everything to me, like when there's a catchy song and you know that it is it is affecting so many people and so many people are able to connect to it or like a big bridge like in every Katy Perry song and things like that. Like it's it's exciting. It's I don't yeah, know. To me, I, I love agree. it a lot. And also I think about, you know, obviously we love Britney Spears here. Uh, this is the focus of this show. Uh, and it's always interesting to me that you know Britney doesn't write a lot of her music. She has written, you know, some of her songs, not really any of her big hits. But I also am always wondering, you know, if that's if Baby One More Time had gone to another artist, would that artist have had the career that Britney Spears had? What is it about, you know, a song that is even written for for an artist? They didn't participate in the writing of it at all. But when they sing it, it comes to life in a different way. Do you, have you found that with any of your music where you get it back and an artist has, you know, put their spin on it and you're like, that's that's more than I could have ever wanted for it? Yeah, I mean, it's really interesting because everyone who, who you know, replicates the original song is is going to change it completely. I mean, e- even if they're singing it the exact same way, I mean, everyone's voice is so unique that in, in the way the pressure you put on each note, the way each note is held out, I mean, it takes on a whole new beast. In pop music, a lot of times they will match it to a T. Like if the demo makes it all the way to like get, becoming a Britney Spears song, it, it's probably going to be recut to a T because the demo has to be so good and so like magical to make it through the ranks that if she's recutting it, they're probably going to recut it to a T and match every single syllable. And it's more of like, I would say more of like the factory side of the music business. Like not to say that these people aren't talented by any means, but it's just more like fine tuned. This has been gone through the testing of like different A&Rs and like, this is it. You know, the songwriter who wrote it has a hundred hits. So it's very much matched. Now, if I write a song for a new artist, they might say, can I rewrite this part? Or it's kind of interesting because it's, it's different for everyone. Cause now as I'm sitting here saying this, like Kelly Clarkson, I would say is 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 a different, it's even a different example where you can write a song for her, and because she's so 
um, kind of uh, an incredible singer and also kind of a powerhouse in the music industry, she can just say, I'm going to do whatever I want with this, you know, and I'm going to, and she'll sing, change all the melodies and just cause she, she can, you know, but then there's like that Britney Spears type pop. that's like, it's probably going to be just like fine tuned by like 10 different people. And like, they're like, this is the masterpiece. And then Britney will come in and do her thing. And a lot of times, like if Britney's writing on it, you know, I, 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 I've never worked with her, but like, I would imagine that she's there giving it as much, like, her input what she wants to say and i think what made her i'm kind of skipping around this is great please keep doing it what made her cutting songs so cool for her because first of all she was working with max martin who was the best producer of all time most successful producer of all time he was the one who did all of her tracks and she was there in the room with them you know like writing the songs i don't know how much she was she was participating but her image her whole story was so finely tuned like she her first thing was in a schoolgirl outfit. It's just like flirting with her sexuality and and rode that I'm a I'm a, like a little baby, but I'm like a hot teenager or whatever the hell that was, you know, and like people just go nuts for that. And her songs were just so it's kind of how we all felt that age, you know, as as young girls, you know, it's just like I want to be sexy, but it kind of scares me. So like I'm just gonna like hike up my school skirt or something so anyway her music supported that so well you know like every single song was was to inform that narrative and you know like that's why those songs had to go to her because no who's going to sell it that good when when the image is that tight you know yeah it's it's also maybe even thinking of it in, in this way she was able to i mean pop is it's full of characters. And if you can become or inhabit a character uh, or even an alter ego, if you will, it's everything. It's It really is performance. And I think that Max Martin was able to look at her and really, you know, be inspired by, like almost like she was amused, like he got the character right away. And there's just that magic that happens when working together and it's not even if she's not participating in the songwriting process, like you said, she's in that room and things happen and she, and it wouldn't have happened if she wasn't in that room. I mean, that makes me laugh. I think about it often that Britney Spears at age 15 was just hanging out in Sweden with a bunch of Swedish guys. Like she was a teenage girl just in Sweden hanging out. And it just makes me laugh every time I think of it. I don't even know why, but it just cracks me up. I am obsessed with watching the Taylor Swift videos of her writing music. And especially when she was writing Blank Space with Max Martin. I could, I, I, Again, not a songwriter. And I was watching it, dissecting it like, oh, my God, this is so cool. The Louis Tomlinson song that you wrote. And I I watched that video. And Mm -hmm. were you is that an example of were you with him? Did you collaborate with him or did you write that song and hand it into your publisher? I wrote that with him. There was me, him and a producer. And I I think we met. Yeah, that was our first session together. And, um, yeah, I had never met him before. So what you do is you just meet them, talk to them for like an hour or so, just try to like get comfortable with each other. And the producer will like talk to and play some like chords and stuff. And then at the time, Louie, Louie was feeling like misunderstood. Like he just wanted to be seen as like a normal guy. He was telling me this. He was like going through a lot of stuff at the time in his family and whatnot. So he was just like, I, I, I feel like people think I have this amazing life and I'm just like going, spending money and hooking up with girls and all this. He was like, I've actually had like a really hard couple of years and, and I just want to be seen as just like a normal dude, you know? And uh, anyway, that's what was the story. So then we just start writing a song as a trio and then that's how that song happened basically. He, he recorded it. Actually, I think I might have recorded it. Yeah, and then he recorded it later. I'm just like you Even though my 
problems look nothing like yours do. Yeah, I get sad too. And when I'm down, I need somebody to talk to. Yeah, I feel the same as you do. Same stress, same shit to go through. I'm just like you. If you only knew. How many hours are you? in the studio in that process? I'd say like four or five, four or five hours. doesn't take very long. Sometimes like up to seven or eight. And if it's a, like a, if it's a bad session, it's going to go. I, I, would, I don't do eight hour sessions anymore. If you don't have a song in eight hours, it's, it's not fun anymore. So I try to do like four or five hours per session. Sometimes it takes longer to cut vocals and stuff, but it's all one song a day. I have five sessions a week, you know, five songs a week. Do you go in open, just ready to receive, you know, to be in the moment with the artist that you're working with? Or do you come with some ideas with for melodies or, you know, some lyric ideas? And the same goes for them. Do they come in with ideas? And do you prefer that? Or do you like when someone just comes in totally clean, open, you know, clean slate, you don't know what's going to happen? I keep like a, um, on my notes, I, I put like little ideas that I, that I, come across through my day. And I think most artists and songwriters do the same thing. Keep a little notepad. And then when you go to a session, I would say 99% of the writers don't come with an idea unless they really got like one that they were holding for a specific writer that they love or something. It's like, I got this idea. I wouldn't even say 99. I would say, I would say like 70% of the time you're just flowing in the room. Like it's all coming from that moment. Just what, what, what's your mood like today? What, what are you going through? What pissed you off this morning? Whatever. And then if you, and if nothing happens naturally, cause that first hour you talk to someone and it's every, every, everybody does that. It's like what you do in songwriting sessions. We call it like free therapy, you know, cause, cause usually when you meet a stranger, you don't go directly into how depressed you are, but like, songwriting sessions you're like oh god i tried to fucking like call my ex last night and you know i slept with you know and people are like where they might be like tmi it's like oh my god tell me more and you just like really start talking about your deepest darkest secrets it's like a safe place it's like a sacred place you know where you could just say whatever and um and then usually in that moment you'll be of like oh there's the song you know and that's i would say what happens 70 percent of the time and then if nothing happens from those conversations, usually you just pull up your notes. Everyone starts throwing stuff out. But that's kind of the less fun way to write songs when you're like, okay, what about this? Because it doesn't feel as natural. Usually you just want to grab the magic in the moment, you know. Someone grabs a guitar and he, someone's just blah, 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 blah. And then you're like, oh, that's cool. And I would say that's, that's how it happens. And it seems ridiculous that you would be able to come up with a song every day. But when you actually do it, it's not, it's actually not that hard. I mean, you never run out of stuff to talk about, right? You just, it's kind of like that. It's just like talking. Yeah, for sure. And every, I mean, especially country songs, or I don't know, maybe you would view this differently, but country songs are stories. And every day when we talk to someone, we share our stories with people. So absolutely. In working with Ben Platt, what was that like? That was really cool. Obviously, he's just one of the best singers. A little bit different um, delivery than I was used to because I'm used to these artists with like I'm not used to singing on like Broadway stages. So that was like um, an adjustment I had to make, and like especially me having such a soft voice, I was like I had to really think about that. But uh, it was amazing. He had like a what he did for his album was a camp, meaning like he'll fly or if they live there, he basically did a camp in, in New York where he'll he'll spend two weeks making his album, you know, with the writers and producers um, in the game that whatever have his, his A&Rs will be like, we think Jessie would be good for this because she's good at ballads or something. I don't know what they, I have no idea why they picked me to go there, but yeah, I got um, flown to New York and just chill, chill with him for, Couple, well, I stayed in a hotel, but then we all meet every day, like 15 of us or something. We all just like chat, hang out, drink, drink some coffee. And then we all like, run, they gave us our kind of studios set up. So we all like run into the rooms and then 
write a song. Sometimes Ben will be in the room. Sometimes he'll just pop in for like an hour or so and give notes. Um, and then it, and then you all just record your stuff. Sometimes you got to sing it. Sometimes he'll come in and sing it. He'll tell you like, I like that line, but not that line. And then you just, and it's beautiful. You know, you're just sitting like writing songs. Like you can write about, he'll tell, he'll tell you what's going on in his life and you try to interpret it, you know? Yeah. And then you just kind of leave it alone and don't think about it for a year and hope, hope that they jazz it up, which is what happened with him. like so much fun I I just I know I just I can't hold it in that just sounds like so much fun a bunch of people getting together and you're just being creative and there's rooms and start the day it's like it's like summer camp you're drinking coffee talking about the plans for the day and then you let it flow I mean my god was there a campfire at night I love this Uh, a bunch of getting really fucked up at night every night songwriters are insane because they let us sleep until like 11 every day so we literally can do whatever we want and we all are like always searching for inspiration so we just live I would say most songwriters really like to party so uh it's usually at night just a lot of partying and then waking up the next day and talking about it in a song Ben Platt I guess was a little more chiller he's like more of like the chiller vibe, but all the songwriters there, we were having fun at night, just vibing, bouncing around New York. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. What do you listen to, or right now, what is um, what are you find, finding to be really uh, inspiring? I have certain songwriters that I like to follow like follow their work they write for numerous artists but like there's certain people's work that I just really get inspired by who write for like different pop artists like there's this girl Madison Love who has written for everybody and her work is amazing there's this other girl who's 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 coming up big right now named Tia Scola and she's everything she puts out is incredible yeah this girl Ali Tamposi she wrote Kelly Clarkson stronger, but she also wrote like a song for James Blake lately. She's just all over the place. And then I, in my spare time, I listen to French indie house music and I listen to Bossa Nova lately. Bossa Nova is like all I've been listening to because it's like um, beautiful in the morning in the jungle to listen to Bossa Nova. I can't really listen to a lot of pop music because unless I'm like drunk and just partying because it's really annoying to listen to pop music because I overthink everything, like why that sounded good, et cetera. So I try to listen to stuff without English. Yeah, I get that. As a as a as a person, as a writer, I don't and or an actor, I don't watch 
things that I could write or be in. So like I like Vampire Diaries. I'm like, ooh, I love this. Like I can escape and listen, watch Vampire Diaries because I'll never be on that show and I'll probably never write about teenage vampires either. So it's like it's like a nice, relaxing, enjoyable experience. I, I wouldn't be able to just be watching, you know, sitcoms. That would just be too much for me. I understand that. Too much. It's not enjo- not fun. <laughs> what is your feeling about Britney Spears? Just if someone said, Britney Spears, an alien arrives on planet Earth and says, tell me about her. What do you think about her? Uh, I think she's a true icon. I think she's really talented, incredibly talented. I think she's a, a good mirror for society to kind of like unfortunately off of her back but like I think that it's one of those people that become so iconic that we get to see ourselves you know with especially with this new doc doc and stuff like I wasn't surprised at all by the documentary because I already of course like I knew all that stuff you know like I felt bad for her back in the day you know when I've always felt so bad for these like young stars that get got pulled up and now even more so that I'm, I see it from the inside, like how these, these people's get their identity stolen from them without even realizing it because they're young and impress, impressionable. But I think she's one of the best artists we've, we've had um, in a long time. I think the way she like came in and was just like positive and gave people like sexual, sexual, unlocked people's sexual power, like, like girls, like in a cool way, in a way that we're like, I mean, some people probably thought it was bad, but I think it's cool to push the envelope, you know, and maybe she wasn't the best singer in the world, you know, but she was she was pretty good. And that's only one small part of being a rock star. You know, it's half of it is owning it. You know, people don't give shit to Bob Dylan all the time about maybe not being the best singer. You know, I think people just like to pick on her sometimes about that. But she owned her stuff and she was great. Some of the best pop songs we have. And she's dope. I hope she's she's doing okay. You know, like I think it's I think she's probably having a hard time right now with everything going on. But I fuck with her. She's cool. I'd love to have a song with her. I hope if she ever puts music out, it'd be a cool artist to try for. I think Britney also has a lot to give in the songwriting process. She's a true collaborator, and I think that she really does feed off the energy of others, and she wants to have deep conversations. And all the people who I've spoken to who have worked with Brittany directly know Brittany Brittany at one point in her life. They all say that she goes deep really fast. She wants to talk about the the meaning of life. She wants to know about about the lives of others. She, She really goes there. And she's also super weird. I mean, this is exactly who we want in a recording studio writing music. And to I wish someone could be on the other side of her and ask her, like, what do you want to talk about? Right. I you know, I think she's she's probably had her like glory day where they she really was able to have freedom before she became worth so much money. You know, but maybe they gave her some more room to, to have input. Um because no one really knew what was going to happen. But then when she became a billion dollar industry, you know, like everyone's got to have an opinion and, and, and everyone's putting pressure on everyone, not even just her, her manager gets the pressure from the A&R, the A&R gets the pressure from the head of the label, the head of label gets, and everyone's like going nitro to make sure we get it right. Cause this is our big ticket item. This is our, this is how we all take the, whatever the holiday. So everyone's getting their hands in it. And that's so much pressure to put on a teenager, knowing all that's there. When it started as this cute thing where you're just hanging out with these Swedish guys, you know, and you're just like having fun. But like money, money fucks everything up. So I think that I think she just. As anyone would, you just lose your lose your like equilibrium or something a bit in in all of that bullshit because everyone's telling you different things and you don't know why they're telling plus the fame you know fame fucks you up so anyway her songwriting became probably more cross more 
factory and more factory to where she lost her voice in it, you know, and didn't have much of a say because look where she was, you know, maybe you can't question the people when you become the biggest star in the world. You're like, I guess I should listen to these people. I don't know. And she really pissed people off. This is a really fun story. When she was, this was post, post Kevin during this like dark period in Britney's life, she had started recording an album called The Original Doll. And she was mad at everyone. <laughs> it's a there's a song called Mona Lisa and it is it is really good. That that the album is there's some good some good songs on this album. It was never released and she at night got in her car, drove into the valley with the tape, and she walked into Kiss FM and was like, Yeah, here's my first single. It was not finished. <laughs> She showed up and the DJ said that she showed up with uh, no bodyguard, nothing. Just it was just her just drove over in her car and sat down and she answered a few questions and her label, her manager, everyone went wild. They were so mad at her. Do you have to take a super secret CIA mission secure uh, route to Burbank from your crib so that you don't get no. called? I, don't, I didn't see anybody outside. I know, I it's there awesome. wasn't one camera anywhere. I know, it's great. How'd you pull it off? I you don't just, know, I just kind of snuck away. Did you put a, a disguise on? <laughs> you just bring a gigantic guy with you. Yeah, exactly. All right, cool. Well, thanks for hanging tonight. Well, um, good luck with your album. It's untitled. It's, un- it's probably going to be called The Original Doll. So. And it's half done? Yeah, it's halfway done right now. All right, so maybe by the summer, maybe yeah. by the fall. Yeah, maybe a little bit earlier. And they did not release the album to try. And to me, that sounds like they were they were so mad at her that they said, you know what, you did this, so we aren't releasing the album. Like as a way yeah. to punish her for doing that. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's yeah. I think that these people out of principle have to like flex like that to show like, look, the artists can't just, it's the contract from the gate. You already sign away your rights to, to do that. So even contractually, she's not like, there can't be like, well, Hey guys, she's an artist. She it's like literally in the contract that she can't do that. I'm not saying that that makes it okay. I think that's stupid. I think artists should be able to do what they want. That's rock and roll. But like, contractually she's not allowed to do that so then the the artist the labels have to um keep their like keep their it's like the boss you know it's like the mom it's like i'm not going to give you an inch because once you get an inch you'll take a mile you know so it's like i think these labels because they don't want to become what i really think it is is uh they don't want the artists to become aware how powerful they are without them you know so they need to shut shut them down so they can always think that they are dependent on them. Yeah, I mean, even now with the, in the movie industry, movie stars they're kind of dinosaurs. There's only a few left and I honestly don't think there will be any new ones because the new stars are properties. Iron Man, Superman, Wonder Woman, and they don't even care well we have to keep the actor who plays you know, Batman happy. No, they'll just get a new Batman and they can have complete control over Batman, but they can't have complete control over Ben Affleck. And it's the way that they are just annihilating the idea of the movie star because they realize that they have too much power. Yeah, it's kind of like a battle of the artists. It's it's kind of the last like belch of like this great battle between artists and corporations. But I start wondering then why we got to even sign it in the first place. You know, why... I mean, I, I don't can't really speak too much on the movie industry because I don't I don't I don't even have a TV, you know, so but I know in the music industry, it's kind of this this epic battle from from the jump where they were signing Kurt Cobain for four hundred dollars and Jimi Hendrix for a dollar back in the day. You know, like these people have been screwing over artists since the jump. Jesse, do you have a, a favorite Britney Spears song where you look at that and you say that's a pop masterpiece? Oh, my God so many masterpieces toxic is probably one of the best songs of all time oops i did it again is even so amazing i was just talking about that the other day with my friend like if you even just say that to like to like a a dude or something i mean i'm gay but like just like 
oops, I did it again. You're just like, you, but you want to like, that's the girl you want because she's rejecting you, but she's doing it in a way that she's flirting with you. And that line is so simple. The word oops, it's literally like the Urkel. Remember like, oops, did I do that? It's, it, 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 it's that whole thing of like, oopsie, like, I don't give a fuck, you know? I just love the power in that one moment. Oops, boom. You're just like, oh, she doesn't care. She doesn't care that she did that. And I just think that that is really what pop song is all about. How can you make one word so powerful? You know, it's just incredible. I don't really know. Like, you know, I was actually more of an in sync person. So I love Christina too. You know, I know you're Britney, but I, I really was, I was obsessed with Justin Timberlake. Me too. There's another line from a Britney song where she says, uh, you want your crazy, uh, I got your crazy or call me like something where she's saying like, you think I'm crazy. Well, I got your crazy. And it's so yeah. good. It's just like, it, it's similar to that oops where you're like, oh my yeah. God, she's great. Yeah. I love her. She's so good. So much sass. So much sass. So much sass. And you know what else? Another thing, I talk about this a lot too. I love, Britney seems to pull off talking in a song better than most. I She can do a full monologue and it's just perfect and it doesn't even rub me the wrong way other people do it and I'm like get this out of here come on now but she really can uh she can really set up a song in the middle of a song I just love when she talks in a song Jesse do you think that uh being being a woman has helped you and that artists feel not to say, well, yeah, that they feel safer. I know that that it's been known to be a real toxic environment, uh, especially for female artists, especially thinking about young women in a recording studio with, you know, lots of lots of guys. And oh, yeah, obviously, you know, the Kesha of it all. Yeah, I think that absolutely. I think people feel safer on me because I'm a woman and because I'm queer, you know, it's like, I don't have a lot of power over them, you know, I'm just like here because I want to be, you know, and also a good songwriter just learns how important that skill is anyway. I work with such respectful dudes, like it's incredible. And I think most of them are amazing, but of course there's always going to be a group of them that like became producers because they want to like prey on these like young girls and like that is in my experience most of the time. Most of these guys are um, incredibly emotionally open, nice, gentle people. In fact, it surprised me how often I wasn't seeing like skis buckets, you know? Most skeezy people are honestly in the like industry, in the other side, the non creative side. Um, but the art, the people in the rooms, they're, they're sweet as hell and nice. Like, but I will say, the, I'm not a young teenage, hot teenager. So that's my experience. I'm like, no one's trying to like come at me that way. These guys, you know, so it's like, I probably just get, get a better version of it. You know, I'm sure my friend, you know, I work with this girl, Charlotte Lawrence, who she's 21. She's a model. She's hot as hell. She's like always doing a TikTok dance and she probably has to deflect men 24 hours a day and, and navigate that. So uh, this just reminded me, I was thinking of pre, pre-pandemic times. I was at Arts Deli and was sitting there with my computer doing some work and Linda Perry sat across from me in another booth. So we were kind of facing each other mm. and she just carried that there was this energy with her. It was like a light was around her. It was crazy. She like floated through the room and as she Damn. walked by me, she looked right at me and smiled and it was the most pure honest smile and then she took off and I was like I've just been blessed <laughs> like it was it was really magical and I uh, I just I forgot about that moment until we started talking she's a legend yeah she's still she's still writing songs she's still she's still at it I actually well I, I haven't written with her but I've come been in the same building with her a few times it's it is a very powerful energy and, um, yeah, I love those like classic songwriters, the Diane Warrens, these, these women, uh, trailblazers for women songwriters, even Joni Mitchell, Dolly Parton, you know, these people are paved the way. Mm. 
they weren't afraid to speak their minds, you know, it's really, they are powerful people. Very inspiring. Sounds like you need to be a songwriter. Oh, oh, wow. I, wow. It's really not hard. Maybe if you're good at it, doesn't seem hard. Jesse, where can we find you? Tell us everything you're doing. And if you want to be found, I know that you're in the jungle. So let, let me know. Yeah. yeah. Well, I have work out that people can check out. My artist name is Tomboy, T-H-O-M-B-O-I. And I have some music released on there. And I took a break during COVID, but I'm going to start releasing music again. And um, yeah, it's really the only place you can find me. I'm on Instagram, you know, Tomboy on all my socials. And I always am posting my work on there. So if you're interested. Oh, yeah. You know what I can tell you guys about? I'm, I'm doing this thing. It's called Music with Friends. And it's a music community that I've built over the last like 10 years. And um, it used to be called Jesse and Friends, but I changed it to Music with Friends. And it's going to be relaunching in a month or so. And if you're interested in just like the songwriting world in general, it's going to be very um, informative. And and I think we might even have a podcast as well, but that's down the road. But anyway, check that out as well. So, um, yeah, that's Amazing. it. Amazing. Thanks, Jesse. to talk about Britney is an Erios podcast. It is produced by Maria Lasucci. And if you need to talk about Britney, the We Need to Talk About Britney hotline is here. Just call 814-277-3277. Our phone lines are open 24 hours a day, seven days a week, because sometimes you just need to talk about Britney. And if you enjoyed my conversation with Jessie Thomas and want to check her music out, search for Tomboy. You can find her music on Apple Music and Spotify. Thanks, guys. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.